everybody. Welcome to a special edition episode of Upon Further Review. So we have with us special guests, Chris Haas and Melissa Kirkpatrick. Hello. How's it going, guys? Good. And with me, as always, Jonesy. (laughs) So, Chris, you were on our Goodfellas episode, which will be coming out a couple weeks from now. So really excited for that. We just got done wrapping up with that. But you have a comedy special coming up. So I figured we could spend some time talking about that. Nice. Thank you so much. Uh, It's going to be June 10th at the Loft Ensemble, which is a a 99-seat theater in Sherman Oaks. Uh, The name of the show is called Send Me Your Prayers, and I'll be headlining. And I'll have, um, what is it, four other comics opening for me who are wonderful. Um, Melody Fitzgerald is going to be hosting. She's a local L.A. comic. Uh, Ari Chapman will be there. She's an L.A. comic. Uh, Sarah Kenny. And then also flying in from Philadelphia will be Mark Hutman and Gene Meyer, who are some buddies of ours from back home. Oh, nice. That's nice, really fun, yeah. Pretty solid lineup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. Uh, Loft Ensemble is an awesome 99C theater in Sherman Oaks. Uh, we used to be in downtown L.A., and they do um, uh, original work. And, uh, and usually do like three original plays a year and uh, one like established play. But they also do these great dark nights of um, – stand-up comedy, uh, a cabaret night, which is music, uh, speakeasy, which is writing. So if you ever want to check out some awesome local... Where is this? I used to live in Sherman Oaks. It's, Where on, is uh, it's on Ventura. Um, uh, let's see what it's by. It's right across the street from a uh, Psychic Eye bookstore. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm trying to think what it's by. Do you know what the cross street is? How would you know? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I should know. She's that. like, I've been here for a fucking month. Been there once. You could just say it's on Ventura. It's Can on you Ventura, believe this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Karen, why'd you do that, Karen? Why did you do that, Karen? <laughs> so you're um, originally from Philly. Origi- originally from, yeah, the suburbs of Philadelphia. Which suburb? A uh, place called Downingtown. Okay, nice. Right, so so it's like the end of the main line. One of the companies I used to work with is an Exton. So, really? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time there. That's right. Uh, a lot of good food. A lot of amazing food that would have made me huge. That's right. That's right. Bombed around shooting all my movies on Canon DV uh, cameras in high school. Teo. The, the Exton nice. Mall and all the, And then uh, Kevin Smith is shooting Mallrats too at the Exton Mall. Is oh, really? It really pissed me off because I was like, Man, that's where I shot all my movies. And I was hoping I would go back and be a filmmaker, a successful filmmaker, <laughs> before one of my heroes Did is it. shooting in, in, the, in the defunct derelict Exton Mall. You know what? In true Kevin F- Smith fashion, fuck him. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. So you started out doing comedy in Philly? I started out, um, no, I primarily wanted to be a, a, a filmmaker and a screenwriter. And um, I was just had, had it with the East Coast. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. What was about the East Coast that you just were like, fuck this? The, the weather. I mean, the, that, that's the, well, the, the weather and just not not having a huge artistic community that, no. that I just, you know, everything was like on the weekends for the people I was working with. Sure, sure. This on the weekend. This it was a hobby, myself. right? Right, it's a hobby. Uh, and I wanted to do it. So I figured the worst that could happen is I fall on my face and at least it's it's sunny out because I couldn't take, <laughs> couldn't take the fucking weather anymore. <laughs> So I came out here and it's been tough, but I've been networking and, and, and writing and doing shorts and I've got hired to write a few things and I've, nice. I wrote like three or four things that are just being like shopped around, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and then I started doing stand-up uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, didn't want to do stand-up for a while because I thought it would just be a bad George Carlin ripoff. And then somebody was like, a bad George Carlin ripoff is still better than no George Carlin ripoff. Yeah, that's Carlin's true. Awesome. That's so true. I started doing, I really found 
Uh, it's, the, it's the hardest thing. I think it's really the hardest thing performance-wise anyone could ever do. It's very, very difficult. It's like a one-man show, man. It's very difficult. You know, that five minutes up there seems like eternity almost. Right. And it's just, you know, you just have to prepare yourself that you can work on something for a long time, perfect it, put your heart and soul into it, and then it'll still suck. Like, yeah, you right. got to <laughs> expect that right. that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, but now I've got a great uh, network of people that I'm working with up at the – a lot of them are from the theater, the Loft Ensemble up there in Sherman Oaks. And I'm working on my first uh, feature called Kill the Detectives, which we told you a little bit about. Um, and I'm doing the stand-up show. so Nice. It's cool. So what? where did you really kind of make the turn when you pushed yourself to do stand-up? I mean, where is it like, wow, I actually really enjoy this process? I was, I was, doing, these, um, I was doing these long spoken word things at the Speakeasy show at, at Loft when they were still in downtown LA. And someone suggested that I do stand-up. And um, I guess what I liked about it the most, because at the time, what I was doing movie making wise was writing for hire. So I would write these things and then see them just get cut up Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the character and all the curse words taken out. And it'd be like, you know, like, yeah, that kind of sucks. What I (laughs) what I loved about stand up with lose or fail or or, or fail or win was that it's yours. You know, you might bomb, but no one's going to tell you what to say for seven minutes on stage. So that's kind of when. So now I so now I balance both of them out because I still love making. Every time I'm like, "Fuck it, cinema's dead. I'm not making any movies." Then I get on set and do something. And I'm like, "I fucking love this." So like, much. okay, <laughs> they don't make these movies anymore. No one's yeah. ever gonna do this, but I love it so much. Right. Um. So it's it's you know I'm at the point now. I'm 31, where I have like a love hate relationship with everything that I'm doing because I've had the experience. With it, you You've know. done just enough yeah. to be slightly jaded, but still right. hopeful. Ex- 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 except coming, I still have a good relationship with that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's dwindling love, though. But p- you purely know, love, love. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Thank it's you. really cool that Thank you're doing you. that stuff. Um, so, when you're talking about like this, the movie you're filming, which is Kill the Detective, yes, um, and you're filming that this fall, hoping to, hoping to, funding comes through and. All that stuff. Hoping to, yes. So how did you find, when it comes to the stand-up, how did you find the, the community here with that? I mean, because I mean, it's a very showcase town in LA. It is. Um, I found there's sort of like some tiers. You go, like you start at the open mics. Mm-hmm. You make some friends there. You just watch and you learn. And you, and learn. you hope your number is picked in you the lottery. You hope your number is picked. <laughs> and then you get a little bit better. And then you start being friends with people and hope to get on some book shows. Mm-hmm. And when you get on some book shows, book shows doesn't mean that you're getting paid, but it just means that someone's hosting a show and they'll have a built-in audience of hopefully more than five people. Yeah. And you have a set time. You're not an open micer. And once you get on those book shows, don't ever go back to the open mics. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 the community is really good because I don't know. I, I can't speak to what it would have been like before Facebook comedy groups because they're great. You just see great shows that are put up. And if somebody wants to book you for a show, it takes like five minutes in a Facebook chat conversation to get booked on a show and see if it's for you. Mm. Uh, so that makes it a whole lot easier. Um, I don't I can't imagine how difficult it would have been to find good places and to find good rooms because you can go to a lot of places and do and not do well, but it could just be the room. It does might not mm. reflect it all in your material. Right. Um, I, I did a show one time at uh, in, in the valley and there was a great audience. The audience was so hot. And there was actually a bunch of people from Pennsylvania in the back that were visiting touristy. And I was like, fucking awesome. I was like, I've got so much Pennsylvania stuff I can never do. Look mm-hmm. out. Here come all my jokes about, you know, the Phillies and shit. And um, this 
guy came up who was like sort of a headliner that popped in to do a little bit of a set just to kind of work something out before he went to the comedy store. Talked for 40 minutes, just vamping. 40 Jesus. minutes. Wore them fucking out. And one by one, they all left. Oh, I bet. So by the time, and I was next, everyone was gone except the comic who was after me, his girlfriend, and one of my friends. Fuck. Can't do it. Yeah. You have yeah. no idea. It was a waste of time. It was a waste, yeah, was a waste of time. Of time yeah. You have no idea how, how your material go, yeah. actually is when that's what you're playing yeah, to. So that's funny. you just have to accept you're going to have a lot of nights like that. Mm, yeah. Um, and I would say the, com- the community is good. It is, it is tough. It is really tough. Um, right, everybody wants to be a stand-up these days. Yeah, it's right? tough. Everybody has a joke to fucking tell. I'm not very social. I'm not like a social kind of guy. So like when I go to, if I go to do a show, a lot of the comics are talking and running bits of each other, and I'm in a corner like muttering mm. to myself, wondering why life is meaningless and why I'm doing this. Um, so I'm probably not making the most out of how great the community actually is. <laughs> Uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> but it's good. The internet really helps. The internet, <laughs> the internet really helps finding finding spots to do. And Are there any particular venues that you love? Yeah, uh, like uh, your favorite spots. Uh, the these the haha in um, North Hollywood mm-hmm. is great. They have open mics. That's on Lancashire, right? That's yeah, on yeah. Lancashire. They have a contest show there that's really good because there's a good audience there because people are bringing people out because they, they win the mm-hmm. contest to get money. Uh, this is obviously the big one, but the comedy store is great, and people be like, "Oh, it's really tough, but fucking awesome," because there are people there that are there to laugh. Yeah, any place that is a club, if they're there to laugh, you're halfway there. Mm. Um, what's hard is coffee shops, and you know, coffee shops that don't serve alcohol is fucking miserable. You know, because these people aren't necessarily there to laugh. They're, yeah, they're there to. They're there to have a coffee. It's like a basically it's a glorified library. Right. So people are there. We, it's almost anti-coffee because it's like, why isn't someone playing acoustic guitar, right. mellow in right. the corner? Right. They want to hear some Jason Mraz covers. <laughs> and I'm up talking about my dick. You know, yeah. it's just you know, I would I wouldn't like that either if I was. You're offensive. Have, right. Exactly. So <laughs> the the clubs the clubs are really great. Uh, Shaky Town, which used to be, haha. It's now it's now called Shaky Town. It's right down the street from there. Is also really good. That's a really good room. Um, and 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 also like what helps me is like feeling like I'm part of a big story. Like I like 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 there's there's a big story of stand up comedy. And I, even though I don't get successful, I'm part of it a little bit because I was mm. on this. Yeah, stage. you're in it, right? Yeah, you know, you're there. I mean, you can't take that away from me. I yeah. got, I'm getting up there and I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> but I just to plug it again, I will recommend. Um, Loft Late Night at Loft Ensemble. It's uh, the last Friday of every month, and you can go on loftensemble.org if you want to get booked there. Nice. Um, and you can find it on Facebook because that that's a, a great um, uh, supportive audience, and you can get like seven minutes, and that's wow. Very, that's Damn. very that's that's rare out in that's LA. That's very yeah. hard to find. I yeah. should, I should, <laughs> they're going to kill me now. They told everybody to get seven minutes, but you usually <laughs> can get like six or seven minutes there. Nice. Um, and, and you ain't got to pay for it. Right. No. You I got buddies of mine that are out there, and they're just like, hey, sometimes I got to pay like 20 bucks just to get on the fucking thing. Or like the Br- the Brigham shows. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, that's oh, crazy. Awful. The more people that you bring, the more time you get. I try to hit up stand-up out here. I try, I've done a couple stand-up sets out here, just kind of fuck around, you know? And it's interesting because the, the open mic's just kind of like what you're talking about. It's the weirdest shit. Like, my first open mic was so shitty, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was basically I get there and you sign up, right? I got there like 7 o'clock. Right. They put me at the fucking bottom. Right. I didn't get up till 11.30 at night. No one's there anymore yeah. on a fucking Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I heard a guy laughing in the back at one of my jokes, but I think he was just... Fucked up, you know. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's just it's interesting to kind of just go through the process. How was your first night? 
when you did it? Not good. Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> it was the opposite. Of, e- e- even the crickets were like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the crickets are like, "No, not crickets today, not silent. for you." Like, I'm not even going to give you any noise. My yeah. my no. problem was that I was doing performance uh, poetry stuff that was becoming stand up. Sure. And when I first did it, I was like, oh, I do so well with that. I'll just fucking go and do that. I mean, who doesn't sure. want, you know, who doesn't want a George Carlin monologue? It's like, well, they don't want that unless your name is George Carlin. George Carlin. Right? You know? So here's someone in the back. Stick with structure, right. asshole. Right. <laughs> but the, it was awful. It was terrible. It was the longest ten minutes. It was ten minutes. Too. Wow. Oh, wow. The longest, wow. longest ten minutes of my life. But there was a little bit in that where I'm talking about porn. That didn't do well that night, but I still keep a few jokes from that. Sure, that, sure. that now work it's in a better structure. Up. Sure. And I'm always going to keep those in there for my closer because it's sort of like a fuck you to where I started from. Ah, good. You know? Good, good, good. Yeah. So how do you find your material? Where, where do you kind of pull from? Um, usually just thoughts that come into my head right now. I'm starting to knock on the door of doing some more political news-oriented stuff. Um I, I initially stayed away from it because I used to do a lot of political stuff and I just got burnt out on it. Sure. Um, you know, you know, cause I, in Pennsylvania, that shit where we were, we, we were from, we were from a very conservative area. So, you know, that shit. So did, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we, we were from Chester County, which is pretty conservative. Oh yeah. So, you know, you get, you get called, you know, a snowflake faggot enough times. You just get tired of it. You know? So it's like, but I'm starting to knock on the door of doing like political stuff again. Okay. Um, but usually, um, being a dad gives you a lot of material. Sure. Um, you know, being just a weird, neurotic, sexually frustrated, you know, nihilist gives you a lot of material. So <laughs> I, 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 I draw from that black hole void of existence a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't do stuff like. Um, I wish I could. Like I'll watch Seinfeld and and. Um, Who's the other guy? Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Uh-huh. I'm like, God, they're amazing how they can talk for 20 minutes about like food. I just, I just can't do that. I'm just, right. I'm just, I don't have enough to say about that. I'm right there with you, man. About like everyday kind of right. Things. Yeah, I totally. I just can't do it. I'm right there with you, man. Like uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine because like when you make a film, right? Like the the film starts out of like initial curiosity, right? Right. I have such a hard time going beyond my initial curiosity, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So like you gotta like figure out a way to fucking come back to you know, okay, this was what I was curious about what's. What's further down the rabbit right. hole, you know? So I, I, totally I talk about get that. I talk about football a lot. That's probably the most. No, you're a football guy. Huh? I'm, a hu- I'm a huge Eagles fan. Okay. And I did this one bit one time, not as a stand-up bit. There was a stand-up bit. Now I did it. I did it at a, at a performance spoken word thing, where I just talk about being an Eagles fan for 20 minutes. Oh, cool. And the place was dying. I never did so well. One of the best nights I've ever had performing. And I came off stage and I said to my friend Kyle, "I was like, where are they laughing?" Well, it was so fucking funny. He was like, you were losing your mind on stage. <laughs> and it was great. That's awesome. You know, so that was sort of a happy accident. So I talk totally, about, right? I talk about football to the point of like just almost. But it wasn't like, the material, right? Like you probably did that material over and over again. Right. Right. It, it, it was it, something it, different. Yeah. It was just like. I, it's like you let yourself go in the material. Right. I was being totally honest. And it's funny to see a grown man getting that worked up. Totally. A football team where he can't control the outcome of any of it. <laughs> right. Bitching about a Super Bowl you lost, you know, 12 years ago. It's probably pretty funny to look at. But for me. I was just being honest. I was right. Just yeah. Expressing myself. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So what's your what's your day to day like? You, you're a writer, right? So well, what does your day look like? What's your process uh, for writing? Just your creative life. Uh, it's like you know, 
I stopped writing out my my material because I was overwriting at first because I'm a, ah, I'm a writer first. Sure. So, I, so I started doing jokes where I would text myself an idea and then I would just fucking lock myself in a room with the mic. I always practice with a with a mic. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's such a big part of it is holding sure. the mic. Yeah, dude, I felt like the first time I had that thing, I was just like, what right. is this? <laughs> so I just talk it out and I talk it out and I just labor over every little word hoping, uh-huh. that, it's the, hoping that it's the best way because if I don't, I'll overwrite it. Sure. Um, and then if I'm writing a film, I'll come up with, uh, usually now, and this is very lucky for me, I know so many great actors from the theater and and just people that I met out here that when I was doing coming up with the Detectives movie, I just made a list of all the actors I wanted to work with. Sure. And then I came up with names for them all, and then I figured out what the fuck they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I did the outline. And that took about a month and a half just, okay. just to do that. The writing part is fun. The sure. part that I hate is the figuring out how is this going to be something cohesive that anybody wants to see. Sure. How is the, how, you know, obviously it's going to be ripping somebody off. Um, <laughs> they all you know, are. They all are. You call yeah, that paying exactly. homage. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, right, but the writing gotta, is okay. fun. I love dialogue. I mean, my, my heroes are Aaron Sorkin and, sure. and Woody Allen and sure, Kevin sure. Smith and, uh, you know, Tarantino, David Mamet. So I love that. That part of it is fun. Mm-hmm. That part's easy for me. Thankfully, that part is easy for me. Um, the things I always liked the most were um, rock and roll music and, and dialogue. And I'm terrible. I can't sing. I'm not a musician. So thank <laughs> goodness I was good at being able to make people talk. Nice. Um, but, you know, it, again, like art is such a crazy thing that like I've worked so hard at this. You know, I've worked since I was 14 when writing these fucking scripts and I work so hard. And yet still you can do a script, work hard, give to somebody and they'll be like, why are they talking so much? This is stupid. You're not David right. Mamet. Go away. Right. You know, and it's like, You're fuck, like, fuck you. I'm just like, I wish I was a plumber. I wish I was yeah. just good at something where like, Else, you, know, you know, where there's totally where there's like a yeah. goal and like, OK, there, you did that the right way. You're right. Done. Right. Right. You know. I started freelancing, uh, doing like uh, art directing and shit like that. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm a filmmaker. You know, it's, and it's, uh, the thing for me that I found was like, you're you're working so hard at this, and nobody likes your shit because everybody else wants you to do their shit. You right. know what I mean? Like right. that's what everybody else is trying to do. So then I was like, this is fucking this is brutal, man. Right. So I went back to start freelancing, and like I go to a five nine to five, and I'm just like, why couldn't I do this? Why right. why why do I have to fucking feel like I want to do that? Right. You know what I mean? Because right. it's so nice. You just go show up, you go to work, you get your day done, and you're fucking out. I don't got to worry about anything else. But I need to do this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You get what I'm saying? And absolutely. I hate that need, but yet I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're just shooting the um, teaser trailers right now for my for my film because uh-huh. we're going to do a little sizzle, you know, real trailer to put mm-hmm. on the on the GoFundMe and whatnot. Sure. And we're not even filming actual scenes yet. It's just like I'm, I'm doing it a sort of a homage, we'll call, to like uh, to, to the Magnolia teaser trailer. Nice. Where you see everybody's face, uh-huh. and, mm, yeah. and, I, and I'm just like, oh, everyone's going to know we're ripping off the 1999 Who Magnolia teaser fuck? trailer. And my and, and, and Melissa was like, no one will fucking know that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know Nobody watches Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> movies, but us in this <laughs> room right now. If anyone's watching the teaser trailer on YouTube, I mean, yeah. really, you know, so. But even doing that, just seeing the people in costumes and dealing with all of the problems that sure. come up, because there were so many. Because that's problems what it is. That that's what up. filmmaking is: is it's, all problems. And I'm just like, this is so fun. I could do yeah, this forever. Yeah, this right. is great. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene in Studio 60 on no, Sunset Strip. By, oh, I by, love that show. Right? You and I are the only ones, but... I own that DVD uh, So do I. I bought that show. <laughs> I think it's out of print now, but uh, there's a scene Pretty where, sure. where um, <laughs> Stephen Weber, who's the studio producer, you know, the studio head guy, mm. is talking to Bradley Whitford, who's the director of the co- of the comedy sketch show. Mm-hmm. And he says, we should switch jobs, you know, as if what he does is easy. And, and Bradley Whitford goes, if you had to stand in the middle of a set, do what I do, you would just cry. Because <laughs> it's, it's a real certain yeah. thing that we're able to do, managing mm-hmm. a set, doing this stuff. 
And it, it's not even necessarily something you can be taught. You just kind of know how to do it and figure it out. But it's so fun. Yeah. So rewarding. It's so fun. Especially when you – because it's, there's so many elements coming mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Right? There's so many fucking people. There's so many – So many people. Things happening. Everybody's creativity, you know, from the director of photography to the director to the actors to the writers to mm-hmm. the fucking sound guy. Right. You know what I mean? To the goddamn makeup artist to the right. fucking person that's making that bomb-ass crafty table. Right. You know what I mean? It's all an art at some point or and another. And, and it's it, everybody kind of cohesively trying to make this same goddamn movie. And surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We were shooting, uh, one of the last things we were shooting on the trailer day, and I'm pretty tired at this point. And yeah, we have this actor in front of, what was he in front of? What, what was Jared in front of that you didn't like that was behind him? Like the bookshelf? No, no. When he, he was sitting on the, he was sitting on oh, the. Oh, there was a, a pipe in the. Um, there's a pipe in the in the basement. We right. Were shooting in the basement. And she's like, "Should we have that in the shot?" And I was just like, "I don't fucking care." Because because you, you, you get to a point. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's what the job is, right? Yeah. It's it's is like, uh, you know, you grounding questions all day long. Where I'm just like, uh, he knows his lines. He's in costume. He's fucking shooting. But <laughs> right, but it's nice because right. I had her there to be like, no, there's a yeah. fucking pipe. Yeah. In the shot. Yeah. <laughs> Step up your game, you fucking <laughs> pussy. All right. The fucking a man. Right. <laughs> and then I think about Scorsese and the you know and and the. Right. Scene, I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I get into this mode of just like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do that because that's so goddamn good, you know? Right. But you could try, right? You can right. hopefully get there at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, it's exhausting, but it's rewarding. Yeah. I mean, when I worked on the pilot, uh, I mean, I think you've seen the trailer for the pilot that I produced a couple years back. And I was, I, that was when I was a producer for, I had to talk to every single department. And so, yeah. cause some of the other producers were either in it or they weren't on set, but right. I was the on set producer that had to communicate with the DP, with the mm-hmm. director, with hair and makeup to make sure everyone's on schedule and everything. And at the end of the day, it was like 14 hour day. Yeah. And at the end, I'm like, fuck, I'm tired, but that was awesome. <laughs> right. Like yeah. just so burned out, but feeling accomplished and get and knowing you had to wake up five in the morning the next day to just get back to it. Right. It's exhausting when you're in it, but just afterwards you're like, uh, you know, you were just kind of that glue that really kept things going. And- well, I, got, I got a great um, on-set story for you real quick. Uh, I, the last short film I shot, it's called What a Swell Party This Is. It's going to be coming out. Coming out what a the, Swell Party This yeah, Is? It's okay, gonna, It's going to come out on the internet in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy about um, a, a swinger sex party gone wrong. And we're I get sh- it, we're, Swell. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So we're shooting it at um, my buddy's house, my buddy's apartment. And I and he is a roommate, you know. And I said, "Now you sure we can do this? Because you know, when we're shooting, it takes takes a lot of time. There's lights and all this stuff." Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then he th- says to his roommate, "You know, maybe she go stay with your fiance tonight. We're going to be shooting really late." Oh no, no, it's fine. So we get to the part uh, where we've been shooting for a while. It's about maybe quarter of eleven, you know. And we're doing it ends in a long shot, so you have to just keep doing the long mm-hmm. shot until you get it. And there's a one character that's having a big emotional breakdown, but it's funny and it must but it has to be done just right. And we're getting to the end of it. And uh, sh- I think my friend was like, I'm going to keep it down just a little bit, you know. I'm like, okay, we're almost done. And then we do it, and she's flat because she's worried about being too, too loud. loud. Yeah. And she said, I'm so sorry. And I said, you know what? Forget about it. Let's just get it done. Do what you got to do. So we do it. It's great. It's perfect. But my friend's roommate is now pissed off. So he comes down. We haven't seen him all night. He comes down really pissed off. We're all in our underwear. Uh-huh. I know. And he's like, can I talk to you right now? And I talk to you. So we're, I'm in the hallway trying to put clothes on. In the hallway. <laughs> and he, he looks at me and he goes, he goes what, did, what, what, did, what did we tell you about doing the loud, sh- loud scenes at night? And I was like, oh, no, I'm really, really sorry. You just went a little bit over. We're done, though. It's totally done. No, no, answer my question. What did we tell you about shooting the loud scenes at night? 
I'm just like, can I put my pants on before you talk to me like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm getting scolded by my dad. And then he was like, you know, uh, you know, we can't get a noise complaint. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Did you get a noise complaint? And he goes, no, but we can't get a noise complaint. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's just one of those moments where it's just like, this is awesome though. Like, yeah, I yeah. care so much about, I don't care about anything like this. Yeah, I care, uh, yeah. like, 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 you know, in my day job, you know, I'd be like, fuck off. I'm not even, I'm never going to have an unpleasant conversation, let alone care about it. Yeah. Right. But here, like, I'm like, you know, in my underwear, getting, getting, and, and, and everybody. Kind of scolded just, in front of everybody, yeah, yeah. Just for the love of doing a thing, for right. making, making a piece of art. And that's, that's great. Funny. You didn't tell him to go suck a dick? No. That's I what mean, I told him. so accessible like, with your pants on. I should have been like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we got a dick. Yeah, yeah. We got a like, few dicks. Suck a dick, bro. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Go back upstairs. Go to bed, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Like you're creating great fucking art. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're fucking Jesus yelling. Christ. Your house is going to be famous. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just made you a landmark. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's you're welcome. Mister. You're already putting special thanks right now. 51 people are going to see this and three are going to like it. Okay? Thanks, mom. <laughs> Don't you know tens of people will see this? Yes, yes. It was like there's this great story of Scorsese practicing with De Niro um, in, in the base. I don't know why they were in the basement of his. No, he was shooting, I think. He was shooting the King of Comedy actually in his mom's basement, the scenes where the De Niro character is, is, is in his basement. And at one point, his mother yells down, Marty, because she's, you know, as if he's not like the greatest director all the time. Marty, you and your friend, keep it down down there. And Scorsese said later on, it's like, she has no idea she's talking to the greatest actor of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. See, you never know, right? You never know. Even kind of going back to our Goodfellas conversation, yeah. Joe Pesci's mom loved the movie, but afterwards she's like, but did you have to swear so much? <laughs> yeah, like, mom. Really? Yeah. He won an Oscar for this. Right. <laughs> I, did a, I did a show back in Pennsylvania. Which is really exciting. I did a bit like a homecoming stand-up show back in Pennsylvania this fall, uh, this past fall. And um, my closer is like my dirtiest stuff because that's like kind of my best stuff. Sure. Yeah. And afterwards, do this whole show. It was very exciting. We, 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 we sold the place out. It was really exciting. And my mom had never seen me do stand-up before. I said, hey, what'd you think? And the first thing in my mom's mouth was, that part of the end, Christopher. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. <laughs> need- <laughs> Could have done without that part of the end. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that would have been great, though, if I had done my whole show and been like, okay, now this is where my closer yeah. is. Okay, mom, uh-huh. earmuffs. This, this is the closer it. that does really well with the comedy store, but we're not going to do it tonight because mom's my here. Mom. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually been pretty fucking funny. That would have been, been pretty, pretty funny, great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, man. Yeah. So this June 10th. June 10th. The Loft in Sherman Oaks. Loft Ensemble in Sherman Oaks. What time is it? It'll be at 9 o'clock. At 9 no, o'clock. No, fuck eight. me. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Ask her $10. <laughs> uh, there we She's go. the producer. <laughs> I don't know anything. There you go. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> it's called Send Me Your Prayers. Send Me Your Prayers. Awesome. There and what's is. fun is that uh, the show they're doing right now is called The School for Wayward, Way- Wayward Girls, which is about um, a Catholic school in the 60s and teen pregnancies. And the whole set has all these crucifixes all up on the on the back, background. I didn't plan that. It just, but it's perfect. Divine it intervention. Perfect. There's going to be all these crucifixes behind me while I'm saying just the nicest things about religion. Mm. Just one <laughs> one nice thing after another. You just have somebody go there, start turning them upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you're doing your set, they're like falling off of the walls, like starting to bleed. Right, right. right. <laughs> if I get struck down by lightning, yeah. right, exactly. That's how it's going to go. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Really thank appreciate you. it. We'll have this up obviously beforehand. Um, can they buy tickets online? Uh, it's actually tickets at the door. Okay. Cool. All right. But so there'll, we'll there'll, the, there'll be tickets there. If we'll they, put if, the, at the information right. in the description for the episode. If, if they show up, we, they always find 
they always find a way, even if this, even if it's packed. There's, they'll bring in chairs or something. Oh, cool. very cool. So fucking come. Just come. What else do you have to do? Come to the show. It's going to be great. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. What are you going to do? Go home and watch Game of Thrones and fucking Goodfellas and jerk off like me? Come to the show. Come on. Yeah. We'll do that after. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just get better with your time management <laughs> so you can do both. <laughs> very cool. Thank you guys so much for being on the thank show. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you soon. Way out. Oh, 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 oh